When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway. And maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Sponsored by Nutrisystem, Inc. Donovan brought the heat last week. I got some good response, some good comments. I think we're going to make him a much more permanent fixture here on the Browns Wire podcast with his college football and betting analysis. analysis. So I'm very excited. we got to make this quick, though, because uh, Donovan has much more important uh, things to do. I, I didn't know that Donovan was such a political guy, but he's got places <laughs> to be and things to talk about. But Donovan, how you been, man? I've been good, man. Um, just hanging in there. Obviously, you know, like you said, big election tonight. Obviously, you know, but we're gonna talk about the football. Life been moved up a little bit. It's been kind of everybody's on the edge with anxiety. I feel like so. Let's talk about football, college football, betting, um, yeah. NFL games. It was a good week of football last week. I was able to enjoy all of it. So this week's this is a this is a pack packed week in both. I- Yes, absolutely. And we'll get to the NFL because we kind of thought the opposite on that. But honestly, I'm pissed about the election. As you know, I'm not the most political person in the world. And this has delayed the spring league a whole other day. So not only do I have to get on Facebook and see everybody's stupid photo, their sticker, their I voted sticker, but the spring league's delayed a whole freaking day. But we do get two spring league games tomorrow, which is awesome. I I wish that there were spreads on it or like spring league fantasy football, which would be great. (laughs) I love Josh, man. He's just all – you just love football, man. But there's some big names this year, dude. JT Barrett, Shea Patterson. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. The D3 kid that was like D3 player of the year like three years in a row. He was – he was yeah. in the NFL for a bit. You know what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about, yeah. God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But there's some there's some decent names. Damon Webb, another Buckeye. Um, yeah. Shout out to my boy Shea Patterson, by the way. Like you said. There you go. Yeah. 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 But let's let's dive in. Like you said, uh, we'll talk about college football first. Then we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to do a review of our picks, give you our top three picks. Another review, another top three. Let's start off with college rock and rolling. I went one and two last week. I was. It's my fault. I was bragging all week long about how great I've been doing. I haven't had a losing week in 
six weeks, five weeks, something like something insane like that. As soon as I placed these bets on Monday, I actually called my father, and he was kind of the one that was like, "Dude, those bets are bad." I kind of <laughs> knew it. Well, I took remember I took Michigan, given twenty five points to Michigan State. Well, Friday night, the whole reason, if you remember my handicap, I bet on Michigan because they pounded the brakes off of Minnesota, who we thought was a good team. Well, after watching them get beat by a really shitty Maryland team, I immediately knew I was going to lose the Michigan bet. They, they lost outright to Michigan State. Then I bet on Iowa State, giving 20.5 to Kansas. That actually won. Iowa State beat the brakes off them 52-22. Then I took Oklahoma State, giving 3.5 to 10. Texas. No regrets. I know I lost that bet, but there are no regrets <laughs> on my end. That game went into overtime. Oklahoma State got screwed. There were two pass interference calls that I thought were just could I thought they were ticky tacky. Uh, I think there was like also like a roughing the punter or a roughing the passer. I can't I can't remember, but there, I remember there were three notable calls in the fourth quarter. Where I was like, are you serious? This is going to cost Oklahoma State the game, and it did. So, but there's no regrets. I, I would take that game nine times out of ten. Uh, but Donovan, how'd you do? Uh, I was good. I was four and two overall with college. I uh, lost one. I got the Oklahoma Texas Tech game. I knew this Oklahoma State team's probably gonna or Oklahoma's probably gonna win out. I feel like they, you they, think? They're, yeah, they're they're just getting heated. They're they're uh, they're a young team, so I think they're just getting hot right now. I think they could possibly win out. Um, the Florida game I won forty one seventeen. They weren't looking ahead. They who were they, who were they playing against? Who they played. They, they played Missouri. Missouri. That's right. Because I, I I disputed that a bit. That's right. They didn't run the ball right. well, but it didn't need to because Trask threw four touchdowns and. There's uh, a lot of firepower on that offense. We talked about Kyle that. Pitts, man. He is, yeah, the best side in the country, kind of by far to me, stat wise. Uh, now I don't know about NFL draft wise, but stat wise. Um, oh, you know, he's, he he should be up in there. He should be yeah. in the early round pick. He's he's yeah. phenomenal. That's for right. sure. I know there's another tight end in Florida, Brevin Jordan, that's really good too. But, I mean, he's not getting the ball like Kyle Pitts is. Kyle no. Pitts is insane this year. And then, obviously, I blew it on the – I respect the hell out of Cincinnati and Luke Fickle in that program, man, because that defense is – that's a top-10 defense. Top oh, yeah. Defense yeah, we country. talked about that. That, that game, that. I lost big on that. Well, we we both talked We both talked about taking Memphis. I, I, had, I told you I, I didn't have the balls to do it. But I, I was right there with you. I loved your handicap. I just didn't have the balls to do it. But, yeah, the minute, since has just got a very aggressive defense and their offense doesn't seem to miss a beat. Uh, Desmond Ritter actually showed out a little bit last week, and that's kind of different for him. Usually he's kind of, you know, just a guy. Yeah, he played really well. They just controlled – they did everything they wanted to on offense, really. And then – because Memphis defense is, is not great. And then um, they couldn't run the ball. They tried to run the ball early. And set the tone Memphis did, but they couldn't mm-hmm. run the ball at all. I think they're mm-hmm. leading running back 12 carries, 16 yards, no touchdowns. Is that right? White, yeah. I mean, and then the next rusher was Brady White. He had eight yards rushing. So, That's like, terrible. they didn't give up anything. Brady White threw an okay game, but it was never in doubt. I and mean, they hopped on early. And, I mean, you know, the rest it's of the pretty crazy. It's pretty – they really showed me a lot last week. I was most upset. They can sneak in. Yeah. Oklahoma State lost. They can might they might be able, now they're going to be looking at the Pac-12 now, but they can they might be able to sneak in because of the playoff. Maybe. I was definitely upset when Hershey on the Ohio State game said when they're talking about Oklahoma State losing, he immediately said, "Well, they're out. The Big 12's out." It's like, dude, why? Why do you immediately assume that? You know what I mean? Like if all those teams went out, I don't That's know. Okay. I just I just think it's too early to el- eliminate an entire conference. But whatever, I guess that's yeah, a that's conversation early. for another day. It's early, yeah. It's early. I just don't think Oklahoma State is going to win out. 
Therefore, they're not going to take a two-loss team with. You don't think they're going to win out? Oklahoma, no, I think Oklahoma's going to win out. Interesting. I think that would be still, an interesting thing to keep up. I still up think on. Oklahoma's the best team in the conference. I, I can see what you're saying. I guess it's, it's too early for me to want to put my balls on the table on this one. But I, I see what you're saying. Chuba Hubbard looks like he's in full. I mean, gosh, there's a lot of talent. Oh, they true. just got they got screwed. They got straight up screwed against Texas, dude. They got straight up screwed. I don't know I don't know why the Big 12, and I feel like it's kind of a re- reoccurring theme that if you watch these games, if you watch these games, these Big 12 games, you always go, well, I don't know why Texas got that. The calls always go towards Texas. Which I don't know why they keep trying to prop them up because it's like, dude, they're they're done. They're not gonna like. Why are you trying yeah. to prop them? It's different when the you you'll see the same thing with the SEC with Alabama or the ACC with Clemson or even Ohio State. I mean, the Nebraska call that Ohio State got was kind of BS too. They Ohio, the Ohio State gets the same benefits in the Big Ten, but they, those conferences kind of need those teams to go undefeated. Oh yeah, all those teams right? do that. Yeah, I but mean, the Big Twelve. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing yeah. that to Texas. They're not gonna get you anything. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't don't tell Texas fans that to Oklahoma. They think Oklahoma get get all the calls, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, it goes both ways. But you know yeah, what I meant, though. Those, you know no, what I, mean? I know, I know what you meant. But no, like, that's like the Pac-12 I and mean, USC. I'm a USC fan. Everyone says we always get the calls in Oregon. So I mean, that's and we do, we do get calls sometimes, and sometimes we don't. That man, it just like it just depends. Like if I think that like Oregon gets a lot of calls because the Pac-12. That's really all we have, man. I'll like, tell you what. That's a that's, team in the top ten. That's an interesting conversation because I think that the Pac-12 is the only conference, as far as scheduling goes, and as far as like refs go, where I don't, I I can't think, I don't look at anything and go, oh, that's bias. That's the only conference where, and I think it's honestly hurting it because if you look at like the other conferences, Alabama, Alabama ain't playing back-to-back away games. Clemson, Clemson ain't playing back-to-back away games. Even though, for some reason, ACC has done the same thing with Notre Dame, right? They save, they save the crap schedules for the crap teams. The Pac-12, they don't do that, dude. That stuff is way more randomized. Oregon, you don't know. Oregon could play two back-to-back away games. And like you said, that's that's the fruit of the conference. And, you know, I don't ever watch Easily. those games. Yeah. yeah, I don't ever watch those games and feel like they're being, you know, they're manipulating the schedule to make one team better than the other. I, I just – I. I do think that the Pac-12 is is one of the more honest conferences if I had to rank them based off of what I think conspiracy-wise. Yeah. But, again, I guess that's another conference. for That's that's conspiracy, Josh, coming out. <laughs> the Pac-12 refs are horrible, but I agree with you on the first half that they don't do this. Guy. It's just, about bias. just about yeah, bias. No, just about bias. Yeah, you're right. Because, the, 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 I mean, Pac-12 after – I'm so excited, Josh, man. Just, I know that's oh, another yeah. time for another conversation. But Pac- to have football on until – I'm on the East Coast time zone, like two, three in the morning. Like, I'm ha- or not three in the morning, but I'm happy. Like that Cal game, Cal, uh, Cal Washington starts at eleven Eastern, bro. Let's go! Oh my god, is that right? Ten, well, ten forty-five Eastern. So Ooh, I, mean, yeah. I remember, I always remember watching that Washington was Washington State UCLA that was like seventy to sixty-two, and it was like, yeah, it, it lasted forever. It was like a five-hour game. It was like two yep. o'clock in the morning. It started like eight. It was, it was insane. It was insane. Get a Hawaii, get a Hawaii home game this week too. So yeah. that's another look. Yeah. Yep. But all right, let's move on. I got my three best bets. Uh, I'll do my. I'll do one, and then you can do one. And we'll just rotate from there. My first best bet is Coastal Carolina giving seventeen points to South Alabama. Coastal Carolina is at home. Coastal Carolina sits at six and zero. Oh. Coastal Carolina is getting shit on on the rankings. I don't know how they're not ranked higher, dude. They've done everything that even with their backup quarterback. 
they go out there and they win games. They just beat the brakes off of Georgia State 51-0. to And Georgia State is not good, but for people that watch Sunbelt football, and Donovan, you're one of those people, you know that Georgia State is one of those teams where you could see they, they upset teams that are in the top of that conference, like Appy State, Troy every now and again. They always have a very – remember uh, when Penny Hart was there. Um, yeah. I, or, uh, they beat Nick Tennessee Hart. last year. Yeah, or Nick Arbuckle was there. They're, they're a very electric offense. They can put points on the board. They can upset some people. Like you said, they just beat Tennessee last year, so they're kind of an up-and-coming program. Coastal Carolina put them away, dude. Coastal Carolina put them away. South Alabama lost a big one last week. Um, they got they got beat by 20 points to like Troy or something. Grayson McCall looks like to be the real deal. I feel really confident in this game, Seven, giving up 17 points. That's my first best bet. Okay. I, I, I sure you know what? It's funny. I looked at that game. I was going to take it, but – I haven't watched enough Coastal Carolina. I know they're good. I did oh. watch South Alabama, though. I watched them play Georgia uh, Southern, who I really respect, Georgia Southern. Shea that Warren. was last I, week. They, yeah, they, they only lost by seven, and they were steady the whole game. They were back Is that forth. right? Yeah, they lost by seven. They really they, – I won't say they should have won, but it should have went to OT, but they blew it. Um, it was like they were about to punt, and they jumped off sides, and they got the first down, and the rest was history. But I like that quarterback they have, too. I don't know his name or anything. I'm not going to lie. But, uh, oh, I Coastal? Coastal? No, uh, South Alabama's quarterback last week. I know his versus like, Southern secondary is a small team. Um, is what I've noticed. They play the play well, so I didn't touch that game. Um, I did touch BYU and Boise State Friday night. That's gonna be fun, man. I can't oh, wait to yeah? watch that game. Um, Who you take? I take BYU, man. So you're take taking BYU. BYU given two points. To, is it, what's the spread? What what spread I, did you get to that? I got a three. So BYU giving three points to Boise State. Yeah, I think they can win by like a touchdown, ten points. You know, it's hard for me to disagree with that. I've had some people text me already this week, <clears throat> and they've asked me, "Hey, why is BYU? Why is the spread only three points? Because BYU's been just knocking the brakes off of people, and Zach Wilson's looked like a first round quarterback. I think I've actually seen you tweet that out, right? Yeah, I said so, he was. I said he was top ten. I know. Yeah, like, dude. Whoa, pump the brakes. I'm like, oh man. There's not a lot of people disagreeing with that, but I mean, Boise State. Did look good last week against Air Force, although they did stumble. After that big touchdown with your boy, the USC transfer, what's his name? Oh, yeah, man. Um, um, Jack Sears. Jack Sears, yeah. Yeah, from, sounds like yeah. a Tom Clancy novel. Tom, Jack, Jack Sears. Sears. San Clemente High School. San That's Clemente right. Yeah, he man. came out. He threw a 75-yard touchdown pass against Air Force with his very first play, and everybody's like, oh, man, Boise State's back. Uh, you know, because Bauer, Bauermeister, however you pronounce his name, wasn't a bad quarterback. And Air Force kind of came back a little bit. Uh, but Boise State ended up putting their foot on the pedal and pushed him in the dirt. <sighs> this will be the first time – no, this will be the third time in the last 25 years Boise State has been the underdog at home or something like that. It's yes. double-checked. I think Brad Powers tweeted it out. No, you're right. You're both, right. Time, both times Boise State has beat the other team outright by, like, three touchdowns or something insane like that. Um, I'm not saying – you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't have the balls to put money on it. And if a gun to my head, I'm taking Boise. I feel, if, if this was normal, I would take Boise maybe. Um, this is not normal. Obviously, this no fan or lack of fan there thing. That's a good point. Just different, man. Like This is a Friday night ESPN versus a top 10. Well, no, a top 15 team. I think they're like 12, BYU to 11. But, yeah, this is a huge game, man. It would be normally, but it's like – it's going to be empty and be pretty quiet. I mean, there'll be some fake crowd noise. I think Zach will take care of him. I am going to be watching, obviously, the matchup between Boise's pass rush 
is their number one in sacks in the conference, and then they're going and they they've played one less game than everybody, and they're still mm-hmm. number one in sacks. And then the B, obviously BYU's O line is great. They got four seniors up front. They got mm-hmm. Zach Wilson throwing the ball. His scrambling ability, elusiveness he has. Somebody called him the white Lamar Jackson. I don't know about that. That's a, <laughs> I saw that. I, I saw, saw that tweet yeah. too. Yeah, I don't know about all that. He not quite. I don't think he's that fast, but he's good. No, he's good. He's smooth. <laughs> yeah. He's smooth though. This that'll be that'll be a, that is that is a that is. I guess the crux of the handicap is how much do you believe in Zach Wilson? If you think Zach Wilson is a top 10 first rounder, he's a difference maker, then he's going to slaughter Mountain West competition. If you are, are more into the hit, you know, if you think, if you look at the helmet, what Brad Powers was called the helmet games, right? There's a certain intimidation factor. When you go into another stadium, you see another helmet with the blue turf, the Bronco on the side, then you might want to go Boise. But that said, BYU is not the kind of program that is going to be intimidated by Boise State. So that might not be a factor here either. So you might be in the right, dude. That might be a good bet. That's going to be a good game. One of the best of the weekend, for sure. So my number two best bet, I'm taking Virginia Tech giving 14 and a half to Liberty. I know Liberty is 6-0. I know Virginia Tech's lost two games, but Hendon Hurt Hooker looks very good. Bill Carroll kind of went off on, on your podcast a couple months ago, or way back in the day, Bill Carroll talked about Hendon Hooker for 15 yeah. minutes at length, and I rolled my eyes because I thought he sucked. He's looked really good this year. He's he's killing it. On, he had three rushing touchdowns, was like 18 for 18 last week. I'm sorry, he was 10 for 10 last week against Louisville, and they won 42-35. We know Louisville is no slouches. They're inconsistent, but they're a good team. Uh, you know, I, Virginia Tech, a lot of things – one thing that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration is that they've been really hit by the COVID bug. They had a lot of – I mean, I think they played North Carolina. They had their top five defensive backs were out. And North Carolina – smashed them, but it wasn't as bad as a lot of people thought. North Carolina beat the spread, but it wasn't as bad as a lot of people thought. I know that because I bet on the game. Liberty's going to go up against a, a tough ACC team. Liberty hasn't played teams like Virginia Tech. So you know me, I, I like the small schools. I think the small schools more often than not can hang with the big schools, but this is an instance where I think that they're going to come up against a buzzsaw in a completely different league. So I'm taking Virginia Tech given the 14 and a half. What do you think? I looked at that game too. Uh, I really did, and I was like, "Okay, Virginia Tech with him." I liked Braxton Burmeister. Um, yeah, because he's from San Diego, kid. You know, looking trans- good. Tra- transferred from Oregon, but that Tendon's team. Um, Braxton's great too, though. Um, and then they have uh, Quincy Patterson as well. They got three quarterbacks there that are all really athletic, good quarterbacks. But yeah. um, yeah, man. I mean, I liked that Malik Willis, man. What a great transfer for Liberty and Hugh Freeze to get him from Auburn, the quarterback for Liberty. He's yes. good. He's fun to watch, man. He's been sure. very but, good. Yeah, I think Virginia Tech will win that game, actually, like outright. So, um, and I know Liberty's the ranked team. They're 25, but. Well, Virginia Tech's favored by 14 and a half, though. So I got to win by two two touchdowns at a field goal. Two touchdowns yeah, that's at a field goal. I'm saying. I, th- I don't think it would be that close, uh, actually. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I think it can be close because of that high part offense, obviously, that Liberty has. But, like, if they can slow down the league. Willis, like, what else do they have, really? Not much. That's their, def- their defense isn't going to stop Hendon Hooker, and their offense is getting better yep. uh, in Virginia Tech. And that's, yep. it's a home game. I know, like I said, crowd interaction is a little different. Still having to travel is a lot. And how they have to travel now takes a little bit longer. I've actually talked to a player that was saying it's a lot more regular. It's harder to travel now, like, for the teams. They have to, like, wake up earlier and do, like, uh, tests before they even um, go on the bus. 
oh, the temperature really? test when they get off. The, it's like crazy. Yeah. So they have to, it's an extra hour and an hour and a half, two hours. Of- wow. You know, that's really interesting, dude, because you, when people look at this game, people don't think about the travel because they're in the same state, right? It's not that big of a deal. You jump on a bus, you go, but what, but you're right. The testing adds a whole another dimension to the, what would normally be a three hour bus ride. Now you're waking up earlier and it's a whole two hour, yeah. three hour process before you get on the bus. So it's still, it's a, maybe it's an even larger away game than you'd really think. Yeah. That's a big deal, especially for college kids that aren't getting paid to do this. They have other stuff going on. They're not just living, breathing, dying um, football, which that's I mean, most point. of them are still, but you know what I mean? Um, okay. Yeah. My next game is uh, Nebraska. I think they can beat Northwestern this week. Um, What's the spread? Excuse me, three and a half. Nebraska's fa- Nebraska's getting the points, correct? No, Northwestern. Wait, no, Nebraska's favored by three and a half to Northwestern. Northwestern's favorite. Oh, okay, yeah, and you're taking Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, getting the three and a half. Right, I yeah, like I mean that. Confusing. No, yeah, no, you're I, good. I, I'm just trying to track it in my mind. Obviously, Coach Fitzgerald had a bad year last year. They were four and eight, but now they're two and zero. Oh. I think it's just going off a record because I've watched Northwestern play a little bit. They don't really look that much better than last year. They're just undefeated. They, their offense is still kind of like not fixed all the way up together. I guess you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. not the speed like it was before. Their offense wasn't great before when they were winning. They had stout defenses, but their offense is still kind of like big play here and there, and they run the ball a lot, and they kind of just go for the big play downfield. Tommy Reese is their offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, which is crazy. Did not know that. He's so young, man. Uh, he was just playing not too long ago. So he's done a good job with, with the after quarterback. But I still think Nebraska wins. There's no way Nebraska starts off this slow. They had a game canceled. They're healthy, at least. They don't have any injuries. Um, they had a game canceled, obviously, because COVID. Uh, I think Adrian Martinez and those guys get it done off. This is a pretty big win, too, for Scott Frost, just because this should be a win that there's not too many gimmies in the Big Ten. And right. Northwestern's not a gimme by any means, but – they should win this game. They have more talent. There's not too many teams in Nebraska that more talented than in the Big Ten, I think, and Northwestern is one of them, so they should win. I think you're 100%, 100% right on this one because, I, again, I'm not put, I don't know if I'm going to have the cojones to put money on it because that Mer- the Maryland game confused me about Northwestern, but I see what you see. I did not see Northwestern dominating Maryland because they're good. I saw them dominating Maryland because Maryland sucks, right? Does that make sense? No, it makes so, sense. But when Maryland beat Minnesota, I was like, uh oh, I'm not I don't know what to think about Northwestern at this point. But Nebraska, they didn't they didn't exactly roll over. Everybody thought Ohio State was just gonna come out and beat Nebraska 70 to nothing. Ohio State beat them down pretty well, but not in the first half. The first half, Nebraska was running the ball pretty well. Um, you know, they uh, Martinez looked pretty good. I, they they had a little bit of a of a rhythm going on that offense. I could see it being really tough for a team that lacks speed like Northwestern to stop. So yeah. I think I'm with you on this one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, my third bet is I'm going to take Cincinnati. We you talked you talked about how good Cincinnati looked last week. Uh, we we all saw it. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati, giving thirteen and a half points to Houston. It's at Cincinnati. We got a big showdown in Nipper. Cincinnati's a five and zero. Oh, we talk about them having a chance to squeak in the playoffs. They just smushed Memphis forty four to ten, and Houston is not Memphis. You want to talk about a team with a terrible defense? Houston's got no defense. So I'm taking Cincinnati here because we know Cincinnati's got a good enough defense to stop Houston because they've stopped Memphis dead in their tracks. So the only thing that they have to worry about is Houston's defense, and they have no defense. To me, this seems like an easy bet. I'm going with Cincinnati. What was the spread on that one? Thirteen and a half. 
Yeah, it's a little low. It's a little low. Um, yeah, I like that. That's that's low. Maybe they. I don't. That's really low, actually. Especially uh, if I can get it below that. If I can, if it stays below that two touchdowns, I don't know where it's at now. I locked this baby in on Monday, so if when it, if no, it went above that yeah. fourteen point mark, we might you might be in trouble. But yeah, if you, they should win by two touchdowns. Yeah, if not more, really. I mean, the way they put it on everybody this year, especially Memphis. I really thought Memphis had a shot because mm-hmm. Memphis was getting so much better week by week. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a good one. Um, ooh, I took Florida over Georgia. Um, good game, big game. Got, yeah, Julian Rochester's out. Um, due to injury, uh, I think Jordan Davis. So Julian Rochester's obviously their defensive end. Defensive tackles out. Jordan Davis, their big nose tackle up front, he's out with an injury, a leg injury. And then Richard LeCount, you know, prayers up for Richard LeCount the third. Um, he, you know, got in that really bad car accident, got hit, um, and he almost lost his life, man. It was really bad. He got lucky. Uh, he's he might be out for the season, which I hate because Richard. Is LeCount, that right? You're, you're a draft guy. You know, Richard LeCount's probably yeah. one of the better safeties in the country. Just definitely a had little, a chance to go in the first round. Yeah, and he's a good. He's not gonna be able like he's not gonna he's like able to walk and stuff like that. He's fine, no damage, but he's he's hurt. Like he has a broken like leg or something. Like yeah, I don't like part of his legs like broke, like fractured. He has like a fracture in his leg. And they're saying they're saying four to six weeks, but like I don't know, man. That's being generous. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like um, so they got three starters out on defense. Florida's offense. This is not in the Florida's offense. Getting- to to Florida's getting four and a half. Last time I saw, it, right? Is that right? Are you yeah, yeah, yeah. three three and a half. Yeah. So it went down to three and a half because I. Yeah. That's why I saw. Okay, that's still woo. The Florida's the underdog. Yeah, with, with all that, Stetson Bennett's been playing horrible. Um, the last week he played was yes, Kentucky. Not good. Um, now they've been rumors about JT could come in and relieve him. Possibly JT's healthy, but we'll see. Um, this yeah, he looked right. bad. Yeah, I mean, Boise State has two quarterbacks that are better than Stenson Bennett. Yeah, he's looked real bad. I mean, this guy wasn't brought in for that. He was a four-string quarterback coming in, mm-hmm. you know, into the season. But so I yeah. like Florida. I know Florida's defense isn't great. Um, their secondary is still really good. Now that's the only thing is that Georgia doesn't really pass that much, so they don't really need a good secondary. Um, that's what happened with A and M. They lost that game, and then we just ran the ball. They're like, we don't need to throw. Uh, Florida can't stop the run, so that scares me with Georgia because Georgia's just, I mean, they run the damn ball. You know, they trademarked that. And they have three running backs. I mean, Zemir White, James Cook, Kendall Milton, all three of the three five star guys, two probably first top fifty picks one day. Kendall Milton's still a true freshman, so we don't know yet. But I mean they got all types of guys running the ball. So that scares me. But I still like Florida. I think it's, it's Florida's due. They need this. This they need to win the East, man. Because they've been doing really well, like nine and three, still winning big bowl games, ten and two, but they haven't beaten Georgia. Since Dan Mullen took over yet. He's uh he hasn't beat Kirby Smart. Kirby's been owning Florida, so let's see if Mullen can get his big one. He's been talking a lot of crap this year. Hyping <laughs> the crowd up, you know, saying he'll fight, he'll take on COVID himself. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, so I I think Florida wins this one. And again, crowd. This is a 50-50 crowd every year in Jacksonville. I know this game very well. All my friends go, you know, being I live in Georgia, so I live three and a half hours away from Jacksonville, probably four. Mm-hmm. Um, I live two hours from Athens, so it's like literally right in between, man. This is a, one of the, this is one of the most fun robberies I've been around. Like this is, crazy. Like USC Notre Dame for me, and I know obviously you got the robbery Ohio State Michigan. This one's close. This one's like top five. Oh yeah, like this is a top five. Like in the SEC, 
outside of Auburn, Alabama, this is the rivalry. Now, that rivalry is in state. It's a little different. But this rivalry is huge in the SEC East, man, because whoever wins this game is going to win the SEC East. You know, I like that bet. That's my favorite bet that you said. I, I had that. I really like that bet because you just you, you said it. So Florida's – we just talked about at the beginning of the, the pod, Florida's got this explosive offense, right, um, that you, you, you bet on them last week against Missouri and mm-hmm. they pounded Missouri – it was too explosive for Missouri to handle. So Florida lost to Texas A&M, got rampaged by Texas A&M. But I bet on that game, and the reason why Texas A&M, one of the reasons why Texas A&M's run game worked so well is because Florida wasn't able to stack the box because Kellen Mond isn't sh- terrible, right? They have a semblance of a passing game. Georgia does not. There's no passing game. So even if you're if you have a terrible run defense, if that's all you have to stop. Yeah, that that you should be able to do that, and they're getting three and a half points. You're getting a field goal and a hook. I, first of all, I'm with you. I think they can win outright, but I don't think Georgia, even if they squeak out a win, I don't think it's going to be more than a but than by a field goal. I think that's a good bet. I think that's a really good bet. I like Florida there. I like this game. I, the only thing I worry about is kind of like the flip side of it. Georgia's defense is uh, it's so good, but I'm saying like without Jordan Davis, now Rochester's kind of a rotation player. He's good. He's a big body, but Jordan Davis is their starting nose tackle, and Richard LeCount, like I said, he's a top five safety in the country. Not having those guys, I mean, especially because LeCount would be able to cover Kyle Pitts a little bit or try to disrupt him, but not having him, I just don't see it, man. I mean, ben, Stetson Bennett's going to have to make – He's terrible. He's so bad. He's going to have to make three or four plays. Though. They're not just going to run all over um, Florida. Because, like you said, they can load the box. Like, they couldn't exactly load the box fully versus Kellen Mond, like you said. That's nope. a good, perfect nope. way. Because Kellen will complete – he'll make those three or four plays. But can and Texas A&M it? lines up with three wide receivers and four wide receivers, even when they run the ball. They'll yeah, line up in shotgun and hand it off draws. If Georgia doesn't do that. Georgia, no. they're, right, they're clustered up in there. I will give Seth in that Auburn game. Obviously, was his like big shining moment game, and he did look good in that game. Um, that was versus a solid defense. But this, Steve, I don't know, man. I just don't. It's it's gonna be a fun game. This is uh, outside of Clemson, Notre Dame, the best game of the week to me because this one just it's just means so much. Like you know, what I mean, for the SEC East. Uh, See, I still went, I still stand by what I said last week. I think that Florida there's a there is a bit of them being fake good. Right, like well, I think they're worth like number six in the country or five in the country or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if the, this is why but, this is such a big game for them. They need it. They, totally, hundred percent. But the only it, it, I I like Florida. I I am a hundred percent with you. My biggest scare is not about Georgia. It's about I don't know if Florida is as good as I think that they that I think they are because they've only beaten three teams. They've beaten Missouri, who. You, I mean, I like them more than you did, but Missouri was terrible last year. That's the same team that lost to Wyoming with a brand-new coach, a brand-new regime. They barely beat – or they beat the breaks off a South Carolina team that's not very good, and then they beat um, an Ole Miss team whose only win before that was a, a missed extra point – was because of Kentucky missed an extra point. So there's still like – I don't. there's not a whole lot there in that resume. Uh, but Georgia's resume, other than that Auburn win, which I think that we can chalk up that's the thing. You have to Auburn's chalk weird. Up. Auburn's weird. They destroyed exactly. LSU last week, and they look exactly. like a damn top 10 team again. It's just – Exactly. I mean, yeah. And, you, and, and like you said, Stenson Bennett 
played okay. So let's chalk that up to an anomaly because he's looked like garbage oh, in yeah, every he, other game. He played amazing that game. He had three touchdowns, no picks, yes. and 290 yards, yeah, 288 yards. Every oh, dog has his day, and I'm trying yeah. to chalking it up to. So I like I like Florida there. I really do. Okay. Yeah, that game's going to be fun. I, I wanted to oh, – I know we're going to move on to NFL, but I, I did want to – I wanted to take the Clemson game. We talked about that pre-show, but I didn't take it. Five and a half is what I got at Clemson being favorite uh, at South Bend. And I know South Bend just expanded their fans to about five more thousand, trying to help yeah. out maybe. I don't know, man. I, you know what? I said this, though. I said this uh, on my podcast, and I got a lot of hell for it. Outside of the college football games, college football playoff games, excuse me, that Brian Kelly played, this is the biggest game in his, at Notre Dame, his tenure at Notre Dame. Biggest, biggest regular season game ever. I, I don't know how anybody can argue against that. I mean, is it? The, it's definitely in the conversation. I mean, because he hasn't won anything. I don't well, think that, he's won a game against a top ten opponent. I don't think he's won any. I, I, got, I don't. He doesn't have that signature win. They got a. Uh, I think they. We weren't top ten. I know they got us. They got USC. No, dude. They you got guys us. were not top ten. You guys came. That was right when they were going to fire. Um, no, that was uh no, that was the year that we made be we lost to you guys though, Ohio State. Well, was the, Brian Kelly then there then? Yeah, yeah. Brian Kelly's been there for like nine years. That's I think that's the only team they've be, I think that's I think they're one game. We weren't in the top ten though. We were I'm like, gonna look, we were, I'm gonna look uh, up these stats. They might not have beat us that year. Maybe we won. I sh- I think Sam Darnold it was the year we put Ohio State and y'all drubbed our heads in. I don't want to talk about that game too much, but you know, that game was in Texas. That was uh, Darnold's last game ever. Uh, I don't know, though. But yeah, oh, this that's is a, right. Yeah, he threw that yeah. pick to uh, Denzel Ward. Who, mm-hmm. And yeah. Ronald, jo- well, Ronald Jones was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So why, why we're on the subject of college football, and I'm, I'm trying to look up these stats that we were talking about. Since Here's the Boise State stat. Since 2005, Boise State has been a home underdog just one time. They were two-point home dogs to Fresno State in 2018, and the Broncos won outright 24-17. to so mm, take that in okay. consideration. Here's the Notre Dame stat. Uh, since 1994, Notre Dame is 4-40 four and 40 straight up and 11-32-1 against the spread versus teams in the top AP top 10. 4-40. Four and 40 That's since when? Since 1994. I wonder what, how many of those are Brian Kelly. Because Brian, yeah, Brian Kelly's been there for almost 10 years, man. He's seem been like there it. a long time. He's been yeah. there a long time. Time and that is not a big stat. No, I, I like Brian Kelly a lot, but he's got to win. Like, if he wins this game, now obviously Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, so it's going to be like downgraded a tad bit. But still, even if he wins this, if he wins this game versus number one team in the country, they're running the table. They're going to be in the playoff. But you're not going to bet on it. No, nah, man, because I don't trust. Um, I trust DJ, man. I trust that DJ will get it done. Now their defense needs to look better obviously, um, than they did last week. But I think they were kind of looking ahead a little bit. You could say that. And I think, you know, not having Trevor in that game kind of had him down. But I think they they knew he wasn't going to play, um, you know, um, versus in South Bend and versus Notre Dame. He's not traveling with the team and everything. So it's going to be big for DJ to go out and yeah. win that ball game Because DJ is their quarterback of the future, like for sure. Like he's definitely starting next year. Um, so, I mean, they got to go out and win. This is a big game, man. I think I'm with you. I think I would lean Notre Dame, but there's too many X factors. It smells. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just stay away from it. Yeah, it smells like a weird. It smells like Clemson could actually like. I feel like Clemson could blow them out. Yeah, I feel like they could, but I also feel like if the, the 
I because if Etn so, gets if Etn gets hot, man, like that dude gets like he's like a a quarterback that gets hot. He just goes yep. like and gashes you for eight, yep. nine, ten yards every play. It's just. It's crazy, man. Like Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State have the best three offenses to me in the country. So I mean, like, those are the best three teams. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're supposed to have the best offenses, and they have good defenses too. So Clemson's complete. Like, I feel like if Justin went out, you know, what I mean, I feel like Ohio State would still win games, and I feel like if Mac went out, obviously, you know, Alabama would still win games with Bryce Young. I don't know who the backup is for Ohio State. Um. I I I think it's uh one is of those. Matthew, one of those is it Matthew Ball, is it Matthew Baldwin or? No, no, he's gone. It's one of those new five star recruits. Uh oh, CJ Stroud. Yeah, there you go, CJ Stroud. Yeah, Stroud, if, yeah, if yeah. Justin Fields was goes say. down, Ohio State screwed. You think it's screwed? I don't oh know. yeah, oh yeah, dude, he's the best quarterback in Ohio State history. He's disgusting. He is. He's on a saying. different level. But Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in Clemson history, right? Or I guess Deshaun Watson yeah. might be. Ooh. So you guys just plug and play though. Justin Fields is the best, but it's like we thought Watson was like as best as you can get, and then they got this Trevor Lawrence kid. It's like it can always get better for teams like that. <laughs> he is Jeez. the best. He is the best quarterback ever in Ohio State history, though. You're right. That's the only difference. Um, Dude, he's, I, don't, I mean, he's disgusting. Who, I mean, else, the only, the, who else is like, in that conversation? Yeah, I was gonna say who else is in the car well, uh Cardell or not Cardell, I guess. No, Archley, sir. He won a championship though. <laughs> Who? Who'd you say? I say Archley, sir. Number he was the number one draft pick by the Baltimore Colts in like nineteen eighty. Okay. Got a couple so. bowl games in his spell. Arena football MVP champion for the Detroit Drive before he got into gambling and got kicked out of every league ever. Oh, yeah. I think he's in jail now for like got, a, making oh, wow. fake Super Bowl tickets. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you guys oh. haven't had like just world beater quarterbacks. I mean, Ohio no. State has so many legends, but just pure quarterbacks wise, no. I mean Troy Smith, Troy Smith won the Heisman. Troy Smith, it's hard to say Troy Smith though because Troy Smith had Roy Hall, Antonio Gonzalez, Ted Ginn, Ben Hartsock. I, I just, you know, he won the Heisman now, man. Like, I know but, the discussion. <laughs> I, I know, but it, I, I, it, was he, a, should he have won the Heisman? Because I mean, when Ted Ginn went down, that team was done, dude. Ted yeah. Ginn was so important to that offense. I feel like he gets overlooked because he was he was a wide receiver. He was so important. He was so good. He yeah. was just so fast. Even even when he wasn't getting the ball, dude, he was getting triple teamed in some games. He was Man, insane. No, no love for Craig Krenzel. He won that natty. <laughs> I would I would put I, would, I Troy Smith is better than Craig Krenzel, but they're definitely in the same conversation. I think Troy Pryor is higher oh, up yeah. in that conversation than Troy Smith because he had little he had less to work with, and that offense was just as it was pretty explosive. I would say Troy Pryor is up in that conversation for best ever. Um, okay. probably Joe Germain. You know, Jeremy I think. Man. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he played in the uh, European European football, NFL Europe, for a little bit, right? Yeah, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe Tremaine wouldn't be in that conversation then. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard no, to say. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not like. I'm not saying because of that. You know, there's good college players that just don't turn out well. I mean, Krenzel. but he, but he also had a ton of talent around him because he was throwing the ball to David Boston, D. Miller, and Joe Montgomery, and. <clears throat> Plus he met, he he got benched a lot too for Stanley Jackson. So I don't know if that's the best representation. Mm. But this man got, knows his Ohio State football, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Just no, I was gonna say you sound like me when I'm talking about USC football. Like <laughs> there's, there's a lot more, a lot of more quarterback options for USC. That's for sure. Oh well, yeah, for sure. There's a lot more quarterback options, but I uh, would love to win some ball games like you guys do. But anyway, yeah. 
But yeah, I like I, I I see what you're saying though. I mean, Mac Jones is not the best Alabama quarterback ever. He's great. He's a Heisman front runner right now in Vegas, though. I know you saw that. Yes, I, but it. Mac Jones is also thrown to two first round wide receivers. So if Mac Jones goes down, you'd have to pretty much be a walk on to mess that situation up. I think. Yeah. Now, granted, well, I mean, what was it? Devontae Smith just went down with injury, so but but yeah, John Meachie under- stepped up though. Yeah. yeah, under normal circumstance, right? You know. Yeah. Michi stepped up, and they just ran the ball more. They're like, okay, we'll just give it to Najee 10, 12 more times. Yeah. And I do think that the, there there is a difference in the offense when Trevor Lawrence is not there. I, when we were talking off-air about the Boston College game, there was a difference, but there wasn't a big enough difference for me to just scrap the game like it didn't count and just slap them in the playoffs regardless. I thought that that was an insane point for someone to make. Coastal Carolina won their game without their starting quarterback. East Carolina, I mean, they they didn't, their quarter starting quarterback was out. You know what I mean? That just shit happens. Ohio State won a national championship with their third string quarterback. No one makes it. You know what I mean? Like that stuff happens. You got to deal with it. I think Plus, there's a difference though. But yeah, well, their backup is a five star quarterback. It's not. Yeah. Like, he's just a, like Georgia has like a legit like. They lost Jamie Newman and JT Daniel and uh, Jamie Newman screwed them, dude. He screwed them over because he would have. You know that was that's his job. Stetson was four string coming into the season. Uh-huh. He was a, yeah, he, was hot, he was a punter. He was a higher punt rate punter in high school than he was quarterback. My God. That's I just re- I just saw that on Rivals. I was like, that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. But all right, I let's mean, move on to the NFL. I know you Yeah, we got like what? How, what time do you have to get off here? Oh man, I'm 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 Josh Keeley's for first and foremost, man. I'm good. <laughs> no, they, uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I was I get out about ten, so I'm good. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, put, we'll push it through. I went two and one the NFL this past week. Uh, I took the Atlanta Falcons getting two and a half. They went out right against the Carolina Panthers, twenty-five to seventeen. I took the Buffalo Bills giving four points to New England. Uh, I lost that game. The the they lost twenty-four to twenty-one outright. Uh, it, uh, on the surface, if you look at the box score, it doesn't look like a bad bet. It looks like a bet I would go back and double. But if you actually watch the game, New England played really well. I would not bet that again. I lost that bet fair and square. New England probably should have won that outright. Um, then I took the Kansas City Chiefs, giving 19 points to New York Jets. They demolished the Jets, who were terrible. Might be the team to fade the rest of the way as well, because it doesn't appear that they make they can make the spread big enough, dude. Uh, but they won 55 to 19. Donovan, how'd you do? Um, I did I, two and one again. Um, and that good. the nice. Jets game, or not the, oh, that one was the biggest spread or whatever. But no chance. Kansas City took Absolutely. care of business. Yeah, which they were supposed to do, and that's what they did. Um, now the game, that game pissed me off, man. That Titans Bengals game, um, I didn't see that coming at all. Pretty wild. Um, yeah, that was wild. You know, Bengals yeah, Joe Burrow rookie of the year for sure. Um, there's been some really good rookies. He's definitely rookie of the year for me. He's having one of the best rookie years of, of all time. If you really look at what he's doing, and that was a big win to get get a, get that one versus the Titans. Herbert's um, giving him, Herbert's giving him a battle for the offensive rookie of the year. He like, is. You're, you're right. Just, Bengals. The Bengals. Titans. I mean, Joe just doesn't have anybody, man. That's why I'm giving him. Like, I mean, AJ Green is a shell of himself now. Uh, I thought that guy he was going to be a Hall of Famer one day, but he probably will be a Hall. Like, what if? And then Joe Mixon's been kind of banged up a little bit. His O line, the worst, maybe even worse than the Jets O line. Um, is they're terrible. So I, I just got to give him. I don't. You know, I love Justin Herbert. That's my guy, but. Joe Burrow should be uh, offensive rookie. Their defense is a different story. That's a little bit closer. Um, but anyway, yeah, I lost. And then the, the game last night, the Tampa Bay game, that was a little dicey for a second, man. They didn't uh, cover for me. I had so. money on that too, dude. I had yeah. money on that too. The, the, uh, the Buccaneers didn't cover. You had money no. on the Buccaneers too, right? 
They didn't cover, yeah. And I, I started rooting for the Giants, dude. I was like, dude, you know what? Screw this. Let's go Giants. Dude. After I knew I wasn't gonna win the bet, the spread was big. The spread was like twelve points, if I remember right. They yeah, got written it down was, somewhere. Yeah, I had an eleven and a half or whatever, but yeah, it was like still. Yeah, I took that bet too. Or no, ten and a half. That's what it was early. Ten and a half. That's so I saw it's the earliest I saw that. Early. Sniff it. Nope. They almost lost it. So I did all right. I guess I did one. I was actually one and two, not two and one. Sorry, but yeah, I did. All right. Oh, big difference. <laughs> I, I, I gave myself a better score than I thought. Uh, Dude, the NFL's hard. We were we were talking about it off air. I think that the NFL was really hard this week. It was really hard for me to find three games. Usually, I give you my three best bets on the podcast, oh. and I bet on five or six games. That's not the case this week. I only bet on the three games I'm going to say on this pod because they took so many games down to COVID, dude. Yeah, they did. And you know what? I, I was actually wrong. On your podcast, I took the Seahawks and 49ers game. Um, so you won that? I, I did win that. That's why I said I was 2-1. I think a side bet I did was, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't talk about every bet on there. So I took a side one and I took the Bengals. Uh, Titans going uh, out the Bengals. Yeah, there you so, go. But yeah. Uh, so you did go two and one. Yeah, I did go two. You went two and one on the spot. Mm-hmm. So my best bet. See this? I'm already. I'm already upset. I took the Chicago Bears getting five and a half points from the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans look like garbage last week. I'm starting to think that they may be kind of a fake good. They got beat by the Bengals and they got the brakes beat off them by the Steelers two weeks in a row. They might not be as good as we think. Five and a half points is a lot of points. That's like the second largest spread on the week. Or third, and it's up there. It's one of the bigger spreads of the week. The Bears are no slouch. I mean, they are five and three. I know that they lost to uh, New Orleans in overtime, twenty six to twenty three. But New Orleans isn't exactly terrible either. And the Bears are hanging despite their offensive struggles. They have been a fantastic defense. Uh, and like you said, the Titans got the brakes beat off thirty one twenty to the Bengals last week. And they're they're both teams are sitting with five wins. So I don't know why the Titans have this lore of how much better they are because five and a half points is a lot. What do you got? Um, I took five and a half too. Um, Green you Bay, San Francisco. Green Bay, oh. no, no, different game. It's five and a half though, and I can't believe it's five and a half. But uh, Green Bay and San Francisco. I mean, obviously Jimmy G's out. Um, Kittle's out. Did they put but, that game back on the board? That's can what you, I saw. Can you go? You you looked that up today? I looked it up last night. I think. Well, get that that. Hey, that's good enough for me because I looked it up on Monday and it was off the board. So if you looked yeah, it up, it's, if you looked it up last night, that's uh, that's after me. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it's, it's still five and a half. Wow, that yeah, that that's probably a good bet. It was off the board uh, because of the COVID situation with the Packers running backs. They're going to be down to they don't even know yet. They don't even know who's going to be playing running back because of contact tracing. Aaron Jones might be out. Jamal Williams might be out, and AJ Dillon's definitely out. Actually, Jamal Williams is definitely out, so it might be Aaron Jones. But due to contract tracing, he might be out too. So. Green Bay just signed two. They signed Dexter Williams. Oh my God! Really? From Notre yeah. Dame, yeah. Um, yeah, man. And they signed Tyler Irvin back. There you go. See, they're they're it's from San Jose State, yeah. So I yeah. mean, like those guys, those guys can play. I mean, I remember you know Dexter Williams is like more. Oh yeah. Guy. He can catch, and Tyler Irvin was a. He's small. I remember him at San Jose San State. San Jose State, was, yeah. He could play. Um, I mean, just for a, a week or two, those guys, I wouldn't say pick them up in fantasy, but I would say the Packers are going to throw the ball. Like, I know they like yes. to run a lot, um, especially more now. They don't want to throw 50 times a game, but they can if they need to, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers won't mind that because all the receivers he has in weapons. So, um, yeah. I mean, I still like the Packers to win that game with, with Nick Mullins, at quarterback, and no, no oh, yeah. throw yeah. to. He's um, terrible. Yes. Uh, and again, the Pack- Packers are giving five and a half, correct? 
Yes, they are. And this yeah, game like is uh, Aaron's going back to Northern California. He does really well up there um, yep. for the most part back home and in, in the Bay Area. So I'm going to go with them for All sure. All right. My second best bet, I'm taking the Houston Texans, giving six and a half points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking another away team. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just not good. I bet against them a lot. Uh, the teams are starting to catch up to Garner Minshew. Now we found out Garner Minshew was, was injured. Jake Lutton is going to be getting the start. He was a six-round pick out of Oregon State this past year. Um, so I'm hoping that Romeo Cornell, who is a defensive coordinator and has a very talented defense that he's coaching up, will be able to limit not only a rookie, but a very, very average or below average rookie. We're not talking about Joe Burrow. We're talking about Jake Lutton. Um, the Texans are coming off of a bye, too. So I'm hoping that that makes them even more prepared. I know that the Jacksonville Jaguars are also coming up on a bye, uh, but you have to think that them worrying about the quarterback situation has kind of taken some of the luster and some of the rest off of that. So, again, I'm taking the Houston Texans, giving six and a half points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Donovan, what do you think? Yeah, that's a good one because I, I like Lutton coming out um, a little bit. It's crazy he's getting his first start so early. We never would have thought that. Um, no kidding. Then... I, never, I never thought he was going to get a start at all. To be, honest, <laughs> to be honest, a lot of people get starts, man. Uh, Armstead's out, um, still, so that's a good one. Uh, I took Pittsburgh and Dallas, thirteen and a half. What? Um, See, they, they, that was not on the board Monday when I looked either, because that was before. But I bet they put it back on the board because the Dalton news came out. So Ben Bucci is going to be the starting quarterback again, right? Well, they're saying Cooper Rush might start. Just oh kinda, my god! Yeah, Cooper. I thought Gary might get the start. It looks like they don't really want to go with him. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Cooper Rush is going to possibly start. So, what obviously, you're taking the Steelers? Yeah, man. They don't have <laughs> – I mean, they – Amari Cooper caught one pass last week. They only got tar- He only got targeted twice. Oh, the Cowboys are they're bad. Just, they're just dinking and dunking. Uh, Zeke looks like he's in another universe right now. So. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't, I don't know, man. You need to talk to your boy, bro. Talk to your. I don't boy. know why you talk to your boy. It's upsetting. Yeah, because I think Zeke's a Hall of Famer. I think he's he's been a top five running back since he entered the league, pretty much to me. So he's one of my favorite back. I still love the fifteen jersey. You know, rolled up halfway. At <laughs> I love, I love, I'm a huge Zeke fan. Yeah, but um, no, they're not gonna do it versus the Steelers, man. That, I watched that Steelers Ravens game. That Steelers team is for real. That defense is insane. Um, for them to have that secondary and not have to really like blitz too much, um, they just stay stay put, stay back, stay in coverage. Uh, Big Ben doing his thing, offense with those three receivers that he has healthy. They got running back. They got to get line. I mean, they got everything, man. Like, yeah. I know you don't want to hear that, probably you're a Browns fan, but no, <laughs> got... we, have to, you, you, we know it. It ain't like we don't, we didn't see it two weeks ago. They're still they... not like they're still some. I mean, they're still kind of like the boring. Not ex- they, they're explosive, but it's like a. I don't know. They're not. Explosive at the same time. They're not Chiefs explosive. Like they do a lot of big plays, but they like lose a lot of yard yeah. yardage. You know, sloppy. So well, they don't have uh, the explosive play. You know, Deontay Johnson's very good at one thing. He's fast, right? Yeah. James Connor is very good at one thing. He pours it up the middle. Benny Snell is very good at one. He's a, a very average back. Juju Smith Schuster is probably the most explosive player, and he doesn't have the downfield speed that you really want. You know, what I mean, James Washington's really good at one thing, right? He can take the top off. There's just not really that the, – you know, the Chiefs have the abundance of guys that can break 75 tackles and then dance into the end zone, including Mahomes, and the Steelers just aren't like that. But they're good. They get the job done. And I think that's yeah. a solid bet. It's a lot of points, though. It's a lot of points. But, again, the it is. are terrible. It is. It kind of reminds me of the Jets game with the Chiefs a little bit. <laughs> no, kidding. 
No kidding. Uh, my third and last bet, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills getting three points from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I, if you get a home dog and a home dog that's actually good like the Bills, you're taking it all day long. We talked about the Seattle Seahawks, how they uh, barely squeaked by a pretty bumped and bruised and decimated San Francisco 49ers team 37 to 27. And the Buffalo Bills, uh, um, they're coming off of a, a loss. or I'm sorry, uh, they barely beat the New England Patriots, um, who we talked about aren't very good. So that's also disappointing, but they still didn't lose. Uh, the Seahawks defense, it's not the Seahawks defense of old, right? It, it's pretty much the Russell Wilson show or no go. The Buffalo Bills aren't like that. They're a much more well-rounded team. Plus I'm getting points at home. So that's kind of the deal breaker for me. What do you think? Oh, let's see. I got Denver and Atlanta. Um, I think that's a good bet though. I just scared, man. I like Seattle a lot. I know uh, it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. The way DK's playing and everything. Yeah, but uh, I took Denver um, with uh, plus four and a half. Atlanta. Atlanta's favorite. Um, they're not. They're, they're more talented than Denver, but the way Drew Locke played, especially in the second half, uh, they were bashing him in the first half, saying, oh, like, this and that, he can't play. Uh, he's not oh, as good yeah. as Justin Herbert, but he really showed up and showed out in the second half. And I know their defense is still a mess. They're still banged up. They're not Von Miller. They're not going to have him, obviously, at all. But I still like their explosive and what they can do. KJ Hamler played really well for them. Um, so you're, so. You're, you're, you would be, you're taking the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm taking the Broncos. And taking they're getting the four and a half? Yeah, giving four and a half. Chip Lindsey played well his first game back last week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I get it. It's a weird game. Like, historically, yeah. I was looking at it. Denver doesn't play Atlanta at all. That's one of the teams they've played the like, least amount. Obviously, besides a big Super Bowl game. But, um, like, they don't play the AFC West a lot, obviously playing in the South. But um, this is a, a big game for Drew Locke, too, just because, like, he's starting to get the national media attention now. And he's, like, the popular, fun, cool quarterback. I don't know if you heard Colin Cowher kind of dissing him today. Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody did. But everybody's been kind of, like, saying he's too much of a showboat. He think, who does he think he is, Mahomes or whatever? I'm, I don't, he's good, man. He's just a different cat. That's how Drew Locke is. He was like that at Missouri, except – you know, Missouri, he was just, like, having to do so much for that team. But, like, this is a guy that's just very confident in himself. He's a young gunner. Um, you know, I know that front office for the, the Broncos have COVID. Their president um, has it and CEO. John, John Elway has it. You know what I mean? So I, that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Really at all. I just saw that news. I was kind of like, oh, okay. That's, that might – I don't think that's a distraction, distraction personally. But, you know. I, I think mean, you're right. I- I think that's awesome. a solid bet. I mean, you know, you're talking. We 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 talk about the Falcons being underdogs the entire year. Now all of a sudden they're the favorite by four points. Where, yeah, where, do, you, where do you get off? Where does that happen? Why the does Broncos that Broncos have a better record too? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. And the Broncos still they still played well in the second half. I don't know why everybody's thinking that they sucked. I I don't know. I'm 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 with you. I think that this is. The only reason I'm in, intrigued is because the spread is so large, and I'm thinking, why? Why is the spread so large? And you know me. I, saw, I bet on the Falcons last week. I think the Falcons are a very talented team. But, I mean, the Broncos, I don't know why they're why they're, get, they're getting four points. That seems yeah. insane to me. Does it, yeah, I, it is. I, just, that, I feel like that might be a good bet. But, all right, those are our three best bets. Do you have anything else to add? No, man. Thank you so much again for letting me be on the show two weeks in a row. Can't believe oh, you're yeah, listening to me this much. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> we'll have to make it a third, dude. This was a good time. I appreciate it. Everybody, make sure you give us your feedback. Give us some five-star reviews. Uh, this is the Browns Wire podcast. Donovan, you want to give them your your, uh, your Twitter and uh, where they can hit you up at? Listen yeah, to it. Yeah, listen to me on uh, City Unit Sports, uh, SUS podcast. Mm-hmm.
uh, on Twitter and follow me on Twitter at Don James Sports. The name remains the same. Uh, that's it, man. Yeah, we got just previews coming up of uh, NFL as well. Uh, college football Saturday. So I appreciate yeah. you letting me come on the show again on another Tuesday night. Uh, showed it really well last week. I listened to it. Got a lot of good feedback from my friends and followers too. So, hell appreciate yeah, it, awesome! I, I I appreciate you coming on. This was the Browns Wire podcast, and we are out. Others treat your fries as an afterthought. All you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company.